this is Mike Martin from and, Renaissance Rumble. And this is Joe Grasso from Renaissance Rumble. And verily, you are listening to the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Forsooth! Forsooth! Jabroni! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're not taking no days off here at the Big Gold Belt Podcast. I'm the host here, Nigeria, or Two Chains, as you may know me by. I'm, I'm ringing it solo. The rest of the crew got some obligations, but um, it's okay because I have company with me. And you know, if it's not our regularly Thursday scheduled show, it must be something special. So I'm back to you again with another special interview. And this time, we got a lot to talk about because um, as this is going to be one of those things like, you, you you really didn't know you wanted it until you wanted it. And I think tonight's going to be something very special. So you may have seen these guys, a popular tag team is the Grammy Scots. But today they come to you humbly as Joe Grasso and Mike Martin. They are two of the founders of the Renaissance Rumble. Fellas, how's it going today? Good. How you doing? That's doing great. Um, also, for the record, too, good to see you guys um, Sunday here in the area, the Primetime Pro Wrestling doing your thing. Uh, it was a oh, are you there? Show, but... I was there. Was I mean? At least I think I was there. But um, the heat stroke I suffered, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> the venue, so like, so that venue is like what professional wrestling needs these days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Take it back. You to know, the 70s. Sometimes, sometimes it gets too sanitized. Sometimes it gets too uh, up. You know, it gets too high and mighty of what it is. Oh, we need fireworks. No, you just need a ring and a and a dingy place like that, and places to tell good stories. And that a was place that feels just a, a little location. unsafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It feels a touch unsafe. Like it had a Fight Club feel to it. Yeah, it was nice. that's true. Yes. That's true. Yeah, I had a that. touch a touch cooler wouldn't have hurt. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I had a hell of a time. It was a really, really good day um, there. That was a, it was a hot show too. Yeah, hot, hot by literal emotions, by temperature, <laughs> just everything in, in any definition of the word hot. It was just it was it was that that day on Sunday, but um tonight you guys got a special event coming up this Saturday, and um man, I remember when um. Joe first reached out to me and I was like, he said, Hey, I, you know, we, I got something I want to talk about on the show. And I was just like, all right. And it's, it's one of those type of things where after coming off of um, the flying V show where I first uh, met you guys at, I did not realize how much theater and professional wrestling coincide with each other. And now we're back with another tale of it. And this one even feels even more unique. And so this Saturday, which is going to be at the Chicago pro wrestling uh, Russell Factory in Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia, Virginia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Mike Quackenbush presents Shakespeare in the Squared Circle. So, gentlemen, before we get to actually the show, let's start from the roots here. The Renaissance Rumble. Tell me about exactly how did this come about? How did this dream, this project, this idea all come together? 
to get us to this point today? Well, both uh, Mike and I, we both work and have worked for a combined 30 years at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. We're part of their fight team. Um, I started there 10 years ago. He's been there for 20 plus years. And we both connected because we both trained in wrestling. And we always said to each other over the years, man, wouldn't it be great to do some kind of wrestling thing at the festival? And we'd always, you know, pepper it in here and there with our fights. We'd do the human chess game and we'd throw in a, a, a body slam or something here and there, but it never quite uh, scratched that itch. And then we learned that a theater had a pro wrestling ring, Wooly Mammoth Theater. They did the play, The Elaborate Entrance of Chad Deity, which is one of two plays that I'm aware of that are about pro wrestling. And of course, like there's only two plays. So they have this ring, this 14 by 14 foot ring that they don't need anymore. Mm. And I, you know, late night after rehearsal, I go up to Mike and I say, you know, we're at the Taco Bell having dinner. And I say, Mike, what if Quality we bought dinner? Quiet. I say, Mike, what if we bought that ring? And he said, tell you what, if you and Casey write a show, I will buy that ring. And that was a little seed that started the whole thing. I think the next weekend we went and bought the damn ring. Went to, got a truck, got it immediately. Didn't even have a full show written, didn't have anything prepared. And we said, all right, we'll do it. And then we started putting together some drafts here and there. And I'm like, well, we can only write so much. That first draft was just awful. We pulled in, that was Casey Severin was our, our first buddy that had the idea. And then we said, okay, okay, we need other writing partners. We need people who are smart and who are witty and who are funny. We pulled in fellow uh, Renaissance writers. Yes, actual writers. Uh, we pulled in fellow uh, Maryland Renaissance Festival veterans, John Kelso and John Dixon Wakefield, who are two of the funniest guys I know. I said, hey, come here, do this thing. In fact, I said to John uh, Dixon Wakefield, hey, do you want to do this thing? He said, yes, just that's all he said, yes. Didn't like need explanation, didn't do anything, yes. He jumped in on it. We wrote together a script, and it just sort of took off from there. Uh, did you have anything you want to add to that, Mike, before I proceed to the next question? Oh, it looks like we might have some. Can you hear us, buddy? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say anything you want to add to that before I proceed to the next question really quick? Yeah, so... So to, to take it back a little bit further, so not just before, not just Renaissance Rumble, but Joe and I and uh, several of the, the members of Renaissance Rumble, we have actual theater performance degrees. I graduated in uh, 2002 from the University of Maryland at College Park. All right. Joe graduated from Towson in 2000 and something. Six. And uh, 2006, there we go. Um, so... The theatrical aspect of it has always been in our blood. And getting the, the marriage of these two, during my time at University of Maryland, I also trained uh, where I started my first stint of training. Um, and that's kind of always stuck with me. And we've always been fans of pro wrestling. And we were, we were intrigued to see if this would work. The ring fell in our lap. And, uh, and the rest is, as Joe put it, is history. It, it came together. And it's been going gangbuster. It happens because there's this groundswell of indie wrestling that's coming on, and people re-energized, reinvigorated in it, and they're not in this like, "Hey, I'm a Roy 
straight up guy just going on. And there can be no more awesome storyteller than William Shakespeare. So it's just a match made in heaven. And performers, it's really been a magical thing. Right on. Um, so uh, obviously the big thing to take away from here is that um, the best things happen over dinner at Taco Bell. So, oh, you know, you hit it right on the head. <laughs> um, also, too, just another step back. Maryland Renaissance Festival. So for anybody who's not familiar with that, I mean, huge event here that happens every year. Um, and traditionally, people go there and most likely get hammered. So um I, and, and, you know, they do have a lot of other different activities and stuff that goes on. But um, since when did that when did you feel like that was a, first of all, how did that opportunity even come about? Or is that synonymous with uh, the creation of the Renaissance Rumble? Was it was it an outlet or opportunity automatically given or was it something you had to like apply for? Because that's literally a big event. No, yeah, that's a show that we so had to prepare with them. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Oh yeah, it's a huge event. It's the I believe that as the uh, statistics go, it's the second largest Renaissance festival in America. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Joe and I have been performers there for a long time, so we do have some credibility of of uh, of what we do and how we act there. Mm -hmm. But we did have to go through the whole process of hey, develop this show, submit it like it's a new show. Okay. We're going to adjudicate it, and we will give you you know we'll give you pointers, we'll give you tips. Was hey, this is what we liked and didn't like. And then we're gonna we're gonna set it up, and then we'll go through uh, negotiating contracts and negotiating how many times a day you do it, what can we do, where can it go. It was a it was a grind, and yeah. throughout that first year, not only was just the creation of the show nuts and bolts wise tough, navigating the Maryland Athletic Commission Oof. was, yeah, was I mean, I, and and we we talk about this a lot and. Uh, we should have started filming every bit of everything we did as we started doing that show because a documentary series of how we had to navigate just the Maryland Athletic Commission and work through making the show happen. I mean, you could sell that tomorrow just watching that. It was, it was, uh, it was compelling drama in itself. Yes. Needless to say, the Athletic Commission has been very good to us, and we are very supportive of Maryland Athletic Commission and their entire staff. <laughs> they have been very kind to us all things considered um so does that officially make you guys promoters in a sense then no as a matter of fact we so okay long story short um we had the show we're ready to go i think we were four weeks out from the show happening we get a letter saying hey you can't do this show it's wrestling you need to set it up like a wrestling event we go oh crap yeah, the so Renaissance we, Festival opens the the week before the weekend before the the Labor Day weekend. We received the cease and desist noti notification the, the first week of August. Wow! So, yeah, we yep. were literally three and a half weeks out from opening, and we were like, "Oh my god!" They were saying, "You need a doctor. You need a commissioner. Everyone needs to be licensed. You got to have a licensed referee, a licensed this, a licensed that." We're like, "Man, we're not making that much on the show to bring in <laughs> doctors for every damn show. You know, that's nineteen performances a, a year." Yeah. Um, so we said, "Okay, okay, okay. Why can't we do this?" We'll say, "Well, it's wrestling." We said, "Well, it's a theater event." They said, "Well, if it quacks like a duck." 
probably a duck. That's wrestling. <laughs> and we said, okay, okay, okay. Wrestling. Please define wrestling for us. You know, very simple question. They said, okay, anytime someone is forcefully thrown to the ground, we go, okay, well, what if, what if we tweak the show and tweak the moves so that doesn't happen necessarily? They said, oh, right, we you know what? Yes. We said, they said, show us that. We said, okay, we will do that. So we put together, we tweaked the show, we moved some things around, added some new jokes to cover some things that didn't work out. And it sort of evolved into a better show because of that. But now yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a wrestling show in Maryland. It is a wrestling-themed, Shakespeare-inspired stunt show. Exhibition. Uh, oh, yes. Right. And and to be and to be really clear about it as well, um, and this is to put an honest to goodness point on, on it. The Maryland Athletic Commission worked with us kind of hand in hand as we stepped our way through this, and we're very, uh, you know, they were very. I'm, I'm, I'm. The word supportive comes to mind, but I'll say they were very uh, honest and forthcoming working with us and saying, hey. This is a, you know, do this, don't do that. Here's what you take out. Here's what not. And we continued to send uh, video footage to them and they continued to watch it and watch it. And then they sent out a commissioner the first weekend and they continue to send out commissioners nice. every year to make sure we haven't changed the choreography of the show. Um, so we have taken uh, the professional wrestling moves and we have made them, you know, non uh, non touching kind of like we perform the moves that we are in that are in the show, but yeah. we do it in such a way so that it conforms with their definition what is not and what is pro wrestling. And we've been very fortunate that the commission's been, been have worked with us with this, and that they've been um, so uh, so forthcoming in information and working together in the spirit of making something happen. Now that's in Maryland. This Saturday, it's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's my, that is my question. I was and this is a one-time show. Mm -hmm. So under Mike Quackenbush, we have expanded it. And we are uh, under the commission rules there. But in those rules, we are allowed to do whatever moves we want. Mm. So now we've taken the jokes that we added from the Maryland show. And now we've added back in the wrestling moves that we had to take out and expanded on that. So now, if even if you've seen it at Maryland, it's a new show. Mm. There's more intensity. There's more action. There's more violence. It's mm. so much more than it was in Maryland. Mm. So it is worth coming out to Philadelphia to check it out, in my opinion. Um, so you guys obviously have, have, have wrestled all over, uh, banned from the UK, obviously. Um, I want to know about the dynamics of the crowd from a show, working a show like that, working a show which you've recently just worked on Sunday and other in other places. Um, how, how, did, how, does the, how does the crowd dynamics work for you guys? And, and so of course, a lot of the performance is getting the crowd involved. Oh yeah. So do, do you work that different as well? So the beauty of theater and pro wrestling, especially Shakespearean theater, is there's a great deal of interaction with the crowd. Uh, people have often said, if Shakespeare, in fact, Jericho, Chris Jericho said, if Shakespeare were alive today, he'd be writing wrestling shows. And he's not wrong about that. Shakespeare spoke to the crowd. There's constantly monologues from characters where they speak directly to the audience. That's who they're talking to. And there's interactions back and forth. The, the, the art style of Shakespeare is, is intuitive on the crowd. It, it speaks to the crowd. So 
and of course in wrestling you, you have to talk to the crowd the crowd's there they're another character in the show so when you combine the two and i'll steal this from mike there's a nice venn diagram where you have shakespeare fans and you have wrestling fans and the space where they connect is much bigger than you think it would be uh -huh. so it speaks to them they have these moments of, of of reaching out to the crowd with a shakespearean line done wrestling wise and uh, <laughs> some fan is going on <laughs> i mean blown away is that you mike that ain't me we we, we need that sunday where, wherever it's at yeah, we, need know, it we need another fan we have like four fans in there um but working that crowd as a trained Shakespearean actor, and Mike can attest to this as well, we're taught to interact with the crowd. I would wager that any wrestler would do well to take on Shakespearean training because it teaches you to speak to the crowd and listen to them and react off of them because they're another character in that scene. Uh, just as in wrestling, you know, the crowd is going to boo you, is going to cheer you, and you're going to bring them along on the process. And this show is full of moments to work with the crowd and play with the crowd. Right on. Anything right, you want to add in there, right? If he can. I think his connection is getting cruddy. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to him in a second for that. Um, <laughs> so is there is there any – did you guys have any reserve? Now, I know you, you said you're truly proud of this moment, and this obviously wasn't an overnight decision, but, you know, you, you are definitely jumping a big gate here for something that you've worked and choreographed and, and, um, and performed numerous times over the years to now you're expanding it has was there any reserves here about is this the right decision or about execution possibly well there's always the concern with moving a show the logistics of it it's not an easy show to move you know we got a ring we got uh five performing members six if you count our stage manager which we do because we have a stage manager that travels with the show uh -huh. uh, the show's never traveled before it's always been at its home base at the renaissance festival um, we've always talked about moving it and we've had ideas to move it maybe different fringe festivals uh down to the georgia renaissance festival perhaps but again this has all been talk um mike and i took a seminar with mike quackenbush in uh, maryland and I happened to be wearing my Renaissance Rumble shirt. I was wearing my tank top at the time. Nice. Uh, and he looked at me and he said, tell me about Renaissance Rumble. Nice. Said, well, now's the time to tell him. I told him all about the show and he was fascinated by this idea. Because in case you don't know, I consider Mike Quackenbush to be the Willy Wonka of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, let's see what happens when we combine these flavors. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens. And I, usually the, the result ends up being gold. And he saw us and he said, hey, this could be something that we could work on, something that we could expand and, and, and explore together. So that's how we had the, the, the inclination to go do this. Um, now, Mike and I, we're, we're eternal optimists when it comes to our shows and anything we do. We, we're, but we have more uh, pragmatists in the group who are you know, a little reserved, like, is this the right idea? Is it the right thing to do? And there was some back and forth on that, figuring it out. Ultimately, of course, we decided we've got to try this. Yeah. It's the yeah. perfect venue. We don't have to move our ring. Because yeah. guess what? Yeah. Mike Quackenbush has got a damn ring. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a built-in crowd. He's yeah. got a built-in uh, audience there. And he has um, – we'll be able to stream the show live as well. That's so true. in case you live on the other side of the country, you'll still be able to get a chance to see Shakespeare in the Squared Circle. Yeah. So everything lined up perfectly. Like yeah. you could, yeah. Like there's no other – 
group I could think that would host Shakespeare in the squared circle better than Chikara in my yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I dropped connection. So I just want to go back to the last question I remember. So Joe and I started the show. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so Joe's correct. There's, no, I don't think there's another person on this planet that's more uh, that's more well positioned to take on this challenge than Mike Quackenbush, and he has he's been more than uh, more than uh, uh, able to work with us and to get this thing up to a successful product. And I think that, and Joe touched on this as I was kind of clicking in and off that. This is a special show now that we can add in some of the wrestling moves. So with, you know, with Mike's facilities, with Mike's sort of know-how, with his, uh, his facility and our, and this uh, upgraded show, I think this is, I mean, it's a slam dunk, man. You can't miss this thing out there. If you're in the Philadelphia area and Saturday, June 1st rolls around 7.30 and you're not at the Chikara Pro Arena, man, guess what? I'm walking around Philly and I'm stealing your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah i mean even being a fan looking from the outside of here i mean when you talk about the things jakar has been doing over the years the work and influence mike quackenbush has in the industry when you think about uh what flying v has recently done with the mixture of the jakar um uh, uh, the roster and then the roster from this area and you see how that beautifully comes together. I mean, this easily just seems like the right decision. I don't even know why I even wrote on my paper as a question why Mike Quackenbush. That that must have just been <laughs> I must have been sleep writing or something. Because it, I mean, I feel like I could even answer that question. It's just a match made in heaven. And I and I really do appreciate the fact of like um the hearing the backstory about you guys talking. I mean, I've heard that story with him being interested in people's projects, advice, and I mean, God, if he can give seminars to fans, that would be something I would sign up for myself because I heard the guys is a walking tank of wisdom and knowledge. And like, you know, and in, in each and every time you hear about uh, really like really unique projects getting lifted, his name is somewhere written in there. So um, what, 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 yeah, let's, I'm going to go back to that real quick, yeah. not, to, not to go off, off topic and, and, uh, and, and put over Mike Quackenbush too much, but I'm going to do it. Um, so he's got two avenues uh, that you said that, uh, you know, if you were a, if you were a, a, a fan, you could take uh, his seminars. He does have seminars up at Chikara that people can take. Oh, and I don't okay. know if you necessarily need to be a worker to do that. You, I know that there's some that they have sort of like, hey, intro to wrestling stuff. But there are two things that he specifically puts out, which are not only a great glimpse into the professional wrestling world and the performance aspect of it, but what I would say is required reading, required listening for any worker out there. And that's his podcast, Kayfabe 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, you know, they're easily digestible bits of, of information just yeah. for you to just take. It's almost like you're taking a performance class there. That's and true. then uh, his book, The Seven Keys, uh, The Seven, uh, Joe, what is it? The Seven Keys to Professional Wrestling, Seven Keys to. Uh, hang on a sec. Yeah, I've got it upstairs. I should just bring it down and hold it up. Yeah, you have my copy, you bastard. Yeah, I do. <laughs> also, while we're, while we're having this moment, I just should just plug in the fact of, like, I hope we can have him on the show soon. Like, if, if anything, but hopefully I can, uh, once he comes in town soon, uh, grab some tea with that guy and see if I can pluck his brains a little bit. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, man. And there's 
so you run across a lot of people in the wrestling industry and the wrestling business, and they're from all walks of life. And, you know, there's some old schoolers, there's some new schoolers, there's some people who are savvy in business, there's some people here and there. Mike Quackenbush is the most level uh, promoter you're ever going to meet. Yeah. He's a wrestler's wrestler. Yeah. It's astounding yep. how down to earth he is. Yeah. And, it, and that was the last bit I was going to say. And he doesn't take himself so seriously that he's like, you know, well, I'm down the performance center and then blah, blah, blah. And I'm not yeah. going to talk to you. So oh, hang on. I got yeah. the book here. Hang on. It's uh, Mike Quackenbush, Seven Keys to Becoming a Better Performer, a book for fellow pro wrestlers. He all. That's yeah, my Mike Quackenbush impression. I love you, Mike. Yeah, if you, yeah, pull up, pull up there. He does this thing and ignite Philly, and that's exactly how he talks all the time. It's <laughs> yeah. over enunciated, and I'm Mike Quackenbush here with Kayfabe 2.0. He's really, he's got a smooth radio voice, and if he, he does, does this, nice. he's gonna, you know, probably go, he's gonna bury me later. But he's a, he's got a very imitatable voice. Yes. Yeah, the guys. I mean, he's been he's been in the business for over twenty something years, and like he's he still radiates with joy. Everything you see him do, you can just tell he's legit, authentic with his uh his demeanor and 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 everything he does with it. Like it's just it's amazing to see somebody that you know for all this time, not a bad word has ever been said about this guy, and he's still. Uh, he's still a student to the game, but still giving giving back and um, creating tons and tons of uh, seeds behind him. So what a right. great and guy. To, and to mix that in with uh, with Renaissance Rumble, um, it's good to see a guy like him and how the new school of performers should be taking professional wrestling. This is not something that we look at as, oh, it's carny, it's sideshow. This is an art form. Yeah. And people need to look at this like it is an art form, and he takes it seriously, and that's what jazzes us too. We take this very seriously in terms of th this is an art form. There, now, there's different flavors of that art form. There's different brush strokes that you can use for this, and you know, there's the comedy bit of it. There's the serious bit of it. There's there's every aspect that you can put in there, and that's where I think that that Renaissance Rumble really hits and strikes a chord because it hits every single one of those brush strokes in a in an hour and 20 minute show. Yeah. And it is, I mean, you're gonna see the highs, the lows, the drama, the comedy, you're gonna catch the Shakespeare and you're gonna see, you're gonna see what, you know, what I'll put us over. You're gonna see pretty snazzy pro wrestling. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, I know uh, my co-host, he religiously says that his favorite match um, for Mike Quackenbush is him versus Cesaro uh, from back in the day. And it is absolutely. There, uh, you, there's a catalog of them. You can, you can pull up sure. Mike Quackenbush and Cesaro. Uh, you could just pull it up. And it was back when he was with Chikara. It was, uh, God, he wasn't Cesaro. Uh, God, God, just killing me. I'll find yeah, it. You know, yeah. I'll pull it up in my brain. <laughs> All right. So again, for anybody that may just be tuning in here, we're talking to Joe Grasso, Mike Mario, you may have seen these two guys as, I'm a very popular tag team as the Grimy Scots in this area, but today they come humbly as themselves as we are talking about a show that you do not want to miss. June 1st, 2019, it's going to be at the Chicago Pro Pro Russell Factory, um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They present to you, Mike Quackenbush, excuse me, presents to you uh, Shakespeare, uh, yeah. Shakespeare in a Squared Circle. So um, tickets are still available. Um, all the information for that is going to be under in our description, which will point to you to their event page, which will point you to where you can get those tickets at. And again, uh, we're just catching up. We're, we're getting a backstory here about how this all came about. 
and why just this uh, why this show is, is so unique in its own um I, I got a few questions going back to the creation of uh renaissance rumble again now the slogan no hole bar no holes barred very catchy heard it all around but why this one for you guys i think that was the moment we knew we had something okay i think we had, you know we, we, we when we were originally coming up with something to do some wrestling show to do we pitched you know a, a pirates versus royal navy show with wrestling and we put <laughs> something like that together you know like it's an okay concept for a renaissance festival but it didn't have that overreaching thing right we and had then, a, a trial of you know somebody doing a trial and then oh god the trial like, idea oh yeah, god yeah. no there was a mil look man we had a million horrible ideas i'm glad we came <laughs> up with a good one yeah you had to get them out had to get them out um but you know i think it was john dixon wakefield that said why don't we do shakespeare and i resisted it for a long time I was like oh everybody does shakespeare he said I think, yeah, I think yeah everybody yeah, did we all kind of did that yeah but no one has done shakespeare and wrestling and then he came up with no holds barred and it's like okay i can't say no to an idea with that good of a tagline yeah it, like yeah the, the i mean the pun and the double entendres in there is or the the pun uh of bard and and b-a-r-r-e-d mm -hmm. uh and the and the combination of those that sort of coalesced in all of our minds and that was the that was the touchstone the moment that we were like okay all right well this you know, is gonna happen if us five nerds think this is funny, then okay. I think the rest of the world might. Yep. <laughs> um, so the Renaissance, the Maryland Renaissance Festival is, uh, again, that's a very unique crowd. I mean, everyone there is within the highest, most energy um, and excitement or drunk or whatever it may be. Um, how does that guy, how does that type of energy really prepare you for anything you were going to do moving forward? Because you know, there is the traditional hot wrestling fan crowd, but that Renaissance Festival crowd is a whole nother beast. <laughs> it's such a, a, a congregation of so many different types of people. Everyone yeah. goes to the Renaissance Festival. You know, we had our, you obviously got your Shakespeare nerds, but then you've also got, you know, just people who want to come and have a good time and drink a beer. And there's yep. people who are like, you know, they're looking through the program. Maybe they're there the first time. They're like, oh, what am I going to go see? Oh, Renaissance Rumble. What's that? What wrestling? What? And they come. They're pro wrestling fans. They love you know fans from the eighties. People that have never seen wrestling. People that have grew up watching wrestling. People that watch wrestling every weekend. We've got everyone. So you got your Shakespeare nerds coming, saying, "Hey, I didn't realize pro wrestling was that much fun." You got your wrestling fans going, "Hey, I didn't know Shakespeare was so entertaining and understandable." And then you have your English teachers coming up and giving us hugs, being like, "This is what I've been trying to say to my students." <laughs> <laughs> like for years and here it is we have yet to put it in a school yet but you know we'll see. yeah 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 but uh to touch on the audience aspect of a renaissance festival what joe what joe hit on was you know spot on but to kind of further that is you get this kind of passer through and these people who are kind of casually involved in theater casually involved in all different other walks of life and the Renaissance Festival is kind of the last vestige of uh, of uh, vaudeville, where you can you can sit at a stage and say, "Oh wow, look, there's a juggling act, and now there's a comedian, and now there's kind of a fight show, and now there's oh, now I'm going to see an actual snippet of a play." Um, so it draws in the kind of people that are that casually kind of pop in and go, "Okay, this is cool. Let me take a look at this, or let me take a look at that." And like what Joe said that sort of Venn diagram of 
of fans coming together, the center section of that diagram is a lot larger yeah. than we originally imagined. We were like, oh man, you know, maybe only a few people are going to like this. Let's see how this goes for the first Yeah, year. we had no idea how that first crowd was going to be. And we have a picture that we took backstage and not only did they fill all the seats, they filled the side area next to the ring. They filled every spot they could to watch our show. Oh yeah, so, man, we got something here. Yeah, yeah it was the, the whole area is just filled with people. Like you know, and the, you know, like Joe had mentioned, some of them, wow, this is wrestling. This is what I want to see. Some of them, hey Shakespeare, you know. But a lot of them are newly converted or newly uh, people who are the first time kind of watching this thing. And we routinely get people coming away going, wow, I didn't, you know, one, I didn't think wrestling could be that fun. Two, hey, I didn't think Shakespeare could be that fun. And then, wow, how did you guys, you know, the all they go through all these emotions for it. And that's where I think we really found that we we struck a chord and that we hit something that we were like, okay, this, I think there's, there's something here to, there's some levels to plumb here. And I think we should go deeper in this. Yeah. So I have to say, that doesn't sound like there's, so I, I know, again, going back to Flying V, uh, we're talking with Jason Heat and also talking with um, Eel O'Neill in uh, past shows, um, who's also both in the professional wrestling world and the theater world, uh, performing arts world. The, the the one thing that they emphasize a lot is... Giant Mark for Eel O'Neill right here. Giant Mark yeah. for Eel O'Neill. <laughs> one of the guys I love to see on any show. I watch him wrestle all the time. Um one thing they both emphasize a lot on is the word stigma between the, the two communities. Um, from your stories, it sounds like you don't really have that challenge. And if I am wrong, or better yet, am I wrong? And if so, could you elaborate a little bit about what yours may be? Because as of now, I don't feel like there's much of it. It seems like you had an idea, you executed, and it worked. So um, we agree with... Uh, Flying V and Mike Quackenbush and Eel O'Neill, that wrestling equals theater. It is. It's a piece of theater. And um, the thing about our show that works is it's all of that at once. It's this this Cronenberg creature of it's theater and wrestling all mushed together in the most obvious way, Shakespeare and wrestling, uh, all just smashed together. So whether you like one or the other, you're going to have – this the epiphany, like Mike said, of, oh, my God, this is everything I wanted out of a piece of theater. Because I really do think that wrestling is one of the purest forms of theater. It's good guy versus bad guy. Even if it's not that, it's this guy versus that guy or gal and that guy or gal. And there's conflict. And that's theater. Theater is conflict. Yep. And it's just there it is. You know, it's gladiatorial combat. And then we just took that simple concept and layered in theater on top of it with Shakespeare. So then everyone, yeah. you, you hear Renaissance, you hear Shakespeare, and the other guy here was wrestling. You hear what you want to hear. It's like um, it's like a magic eye for a show. Like you see what you want to see out of it. Yeah. And then yeah. You'll, maybe you look long enough, you'll see something you didn't know was there. Yeah. And I'll go into the stigma aspect of it. Um, so I, I believe there is that, that phenomena going on and i believe that that stigma is being broken down slowly but surely i mean through you know avenues like uh, chikara flying v i think uh all elite wrestling is kind of doing that they're kind of really bringing in those those crowds of new people and people are getting reinvigorated in the storytelling of it um and through you know through flying v 
through uh, through primetime pro wrestling, through uh, all that is kind of breaking that stigma down. But you're right. It's still there. Now, going to Renaissance Rumble, I don't think we care that the stigma is there. And I'll, I'll say that just from my angle. Um, I don't give a hoot if, you know, if you think wrestling is a bunch of trailer trash hillbillies uh, or whatever you think it is. I know what it is. Uh It's theater and it's an art form. And I'm going to show you the best form. I'm going to show you the best form of it with the most quality moves, with the most quality performance and in a space that I know it will work. And I'm going to convert you in there. And I dare you to come and see this and argue with me. Mm -hmm. No lie. So there. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So you can't see this if you're listening in the podcast, but I'm smashing beer bottles together (laughs) over my head while on a turnbuckle and giving, you know, Vince McMahon, the middle finger all at the same time. (laughs) As I should state too, all um, interviews do have a video version of it on YouTube. Oh, Oh, geez. Now they're going to know I didn't do that. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Oh, don't worry. We can. Uh, hey, we'll, 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 we'll get that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So again, let me just make sure I got this information down, and let's just get right to the uh, to the show here. So again, coming to you uh, this Saturday uh, at seven thirty, which is about four days away from the Chicago Russell Factory. You have Mike Quackenbush presents. Uh, Shakespeare in the Square Circle, which is hosted by the Renaissance Rubble and Chikara Pro Wrestling. Um, I want to know for you guys so far, and I and I and I see the announcements already, but I'll let you guys do it. Who is signed to this show? Who can we expect to see? <laughs> this is the, that's that's the important thing. Who can we expect to see? Who is signed? Well, you can expect to see Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. You know, he'll be expounding on the uh, the nature of our very existence and, you know, slapping out some stunners here and there. Um, <laughs> there's rumor that... A whole, a whole list of stunners that, my God. Just, 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 I don't, yeah, I don't want to break it to you, but, by God, you got to see it. <laughs> there's rumor that uh, Tybalt, the silk button butcher, and King of Cats, the Capulet, you wish you hadn't Capulet, might show up. But it's just a rumor for now. It's just a rumor. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think the uh, the 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 Thane of Caldor, he's he's been emailing us trying to get on the show, so we might have to book him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know how that goes. I mean, kind of, you just gotta have to do that. You know, it's like, all right, man, stop emailing me. We'll book you on the show. I'm sure we're trying to run in or something for you or whatever. <laughs> But a whole, a whole cavalcade of all of Shakespeare's most famous characters will show up in that hour and 20 minutes. Um, yeah, there's not there, you, it doesn't matter where you're from or who you how much formal education you've had. If you walk in there and sit down, you will recognize at least 50 percent of those characters. The other 50 percent will be introduced to you in a way that you'll go, oh, OK, cool. Now I know <laughs> where these guys are from and I know what their conflict is. And, is- and then it will, and then it will unfold in front of you in glorious professional wrestling style. 
Oh, yes. That is important. And also, I, I, I have you know it, or for people listening, that um, you do have the opportunity available for photo ops and autographs. So, oh, uh, yes. it, it's, it's so yeah. many of them. And yeah. there will be merch. There will be t shirts and tank tops and our amazing wooden pins for sale, our wooden Shakespeare pins. Right. That's on. right. Our glamorous ladies of Renaissance Rumble, our glore pins will be there as well. Yes. Right on. God, why did we buy a thousand of those? I might just hand them out to you if you come to the show. <laughs> We're really hoping that Glow is going to be a giant. Ooh, glor, glor. Glor. Yeah, glor. Yeah, glor. Yeah, all our eggs really put a lot of stock into that. <laughs> <sighs> so before we get out of here, um, I definitely want to ask one other question. So upon the much success that's going to happen this Saturday, where have you guys started rubbing the chins a little bit and think about other possibilities? Now, again, we talked about earlier in the show how Maryland, there seems to be a little bit of constraints there, but I know a few things or two, and I know you guys know a few people and a few places and things that may have, you know, a particular promoter's license that could then, you know, hold the show. Is there any idea and possibility that any of this may be coming this performance may be coming anywhere in the Maryland area. So we do have plans to move this thing forward into different venues. Fringe festivals for, uh, specifically are good targets for us to hit new audience members yeah. and to bring this art form to new audiences. We, we do like the aspect of partnering with local promotions and trying to get this out there as well because it's because it's in maryland it's a little bit tougher because we run 19 we run uh, nine weekends in the maryland renaissance festival and then diluting the audience and bringing them in in different places we like to try to do the test markets outside of here right. because there's an avenue to get in there and we don't want to kind of dilute that or yeah. right yeah. but i will say this with the with the intelligence and the writing team and and all the performance aspects that we have We've been discovering or we've been exploring trying to bring theater into professional wrestling, not just the two plays that have been written that involve pro wrestling, but taking and adapting plays and putting them inside the sphere of professional wrestling so that you can actually see the the evolution or, or a show in a totally different light. And it breathes new life into characters, breathes new life into existing art but through the lens of professional wrestling. Now, it doesn't mean that there will be wrestling in every one of the shows. Mm -hmm. It could just mean that, hey, you have staged a certain play, uh, you know, uh, and I'll, you know, I don't know if you could even you know, try to off the top of my head, you know, Superior Donuts or another type of any type of show. You can you can stage it in certain areas. Now, there's some local dialects or some things that are constraints in each show, but it, the idea is out there and the workshopping of those ideas, especially again, bringing Shakespeare into that because it lends itself into different aspects and it's, um, it's a good theater thing and people kind of know it. You know, we have a full working idea of how you can, you can put Macbeth, the whole play in the construct of 24 hours, the time before a professional wrestling pay-per-view starts all the way through as the pay-per-view starts and as it ends is Macbeth not over certain months, not over certain years? No, it happens in 24 hours, which breathes life into that and makes it, I think, a more interesting uh, look on the show. Yeah. But there, there are those aspects out there. Yeah, 
and, and and let it let it be known again as I'm talking about expansion in the future. Like that could be down the road sometime because these guys legit. If you you've been listening the entire time, they've continuously worked and worked over on their show at the Renaissance Festival, revamped it, changed it to make sure that it was to perfection. And this special show that's happening this Saturday is a one time only at the Chicago Pro, Pro, Pro Fresh. I cannot get it to come. Jakara Pro Russell Factory, um, who is ho- which is hosted by Matt. I got it. I got to drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> which is hosted by Mike Quackenbush. So again, like, there's a lot of like special things involved in this process to get to this point. So you know, right? And, oh, and piggybacking off of that, not just this show, we would we would certainly like to see. Uh, venues or places that promotions that that have the ability to house this not just house renaissance rumble or not just not just showcase the show but we're not just and you know we're not just that show we have other uh, distinct attributes abilities and talents we're most certainly available to come in and go hey look you need to freshen up your writing ideas. You need to freshen yeah. up, the, you know, the acting piece of this. You need to freshen up the whole overall performance aspect of it. Those are things that I think that some of these places, you know, Chikara, Flying V, um, uh, that are they're focusing on these and they're really starting to nail it. And, you know, some of those other promotions out there that aren't nailing that, there are people like us out there that do this. You know, give us a buzz, man. Book us to come in. There's no problem. There's no shame in that game. That's just it's just strengthening your product. That's right. That's right. All right, gentlemen. Well, um, is there anything? I don't know. Did we did we miss anything? My notes look like I done got everything crossed out over here. Good. Do you feel like we missed anything? I say we pretty much covered it all, man. <laughs> well, look, if you're gonna get booked, you gotta obviously leave your information here. So let's get that information. Uh let's get that information out right now. Where can people find you guys and social media and all that other good stuff? You can find Renaissance Rumble on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Ren Rumble. Um, you can find Mike and I at Grimy Scotts if you feel so inclined. Um, once again, Mike Quackenbush presents Shakespeare in the Squared Circle featuring the Renaissance Rumble players. Uh, you can get your tickets at tix.chikara.com. That's T-I-X dot C-H-I-K-A-R-A dot com. It's Saturday, June 1st. This Saturday at 730 at the Wrestle Factory in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Also, uh, Renaissance Rumble, you can catch us at Gmail at renaissancerumble at gmail.com where you can connect to us directly there. In through that Gmail address or in uh, through Facebook, you can connect to us for shows, for cons- consultations, and for uh, corporate trainings. We do, there's a corporate training aspect of things that we are, we're launching as well. Um, so there's a lot of avenues for, to reach us, and there's a lot of avenues for things that we do. Um, you know, we always like to uh, entertain things and, uh, and look at the utility of them. And we're, you know, we like to talk pro wrestling. So we sure do. I mean, I'll just throw my two cents out there. I, I, I don't think having a seminar, you guys yourself, wouldn't be a bad idea. Well, for the past five years, we've been running an intensive for actors specifically because, well, Mike's saying that pro wrestlers can use acting training. Actors can certainly use pro wrestling training. People forget that, that pro wrestling is really just a heightened form of acting. It's like Shakespeare. That's the reason we wrote this show. Yeah. It's, it's taking those characters and dialing them up to 11. 
And when an actor has the chance to really fill that space with pro wrestling, they, they can take their uh, more traditional acting to another level. And we've been running that successfully for the past five years. And we're always open to doing more. We do it twice a year now. Right. And so we, we do it twice a year. We've expanded to the Baltimore, D.C. region and also to the Philadelphia region. We're looking uh, to expand to the New York region as well, the Newark, New York area for that. Um, to kind of put a, a finer point on what Joe said, and I mean, I, I don't think I can say it more clearly than he has, but to say that it gives actors the ability to, one, create a character that they love or they've been living with in through the lens of professional wrestling and to live in that space of zero failure for that character, which is a interesting space for actors to be in. We typically will see as actors that go through a show, hey, this is how Macbeth is played. He lives in this constraint. This is how, uh, this is how, uh, you know, anybody in George is Sunday, Sunday in the Park with George. This is how these people are played. This yeah. is how all these characters live. You can't go outside of that realm or nobody will come and watch it or not. No, you build this character and you live in the construct of pro wrestling. The more crazy you make it, the more outlandish you make it, the the easier it is for somebody to go, okay, well, let me take a look at this. And then the more freeing it is for you to go, this is how this character lives. And it unlocks in actors this, this hidden sort of treasure chest that they've lost through this, okay, I've got to be in Meisner. Oh, I've got to be, you know, through, I got to go through Uta Hagen. Oh, I've got to do Stanislavski method. No, there's something inside of every one of us that you can breathe into a character that if you just kind of unlock that playfulness and that, well, let me just explore, it's there. And that's the magic of that of that workshop is we turn out actors that come in and they're like, wow, this is, you know, I've been living with this character in my brain. I wanted to see him out there. Or how do I get this to work with acting? And then they walk out and they're like, wow, this is okay. I can see how these characters would, how I can apply this. To what I do on the stage, they're not. As a matter of fact, I'll say that Elo O'Neill was one of our students early on. Oh, wow! And, and you see how much he expanded. Yeah, but I mean, honor graduate, I would say honor graduate. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not to put Eel over too much, but he's he's a unique talent that I think uh, if he applies himself and stays uh, and stays healthy and stays focused, I mean, the sky's the limit for that guy. But, you know, the, but the acting training really helps out in terms of a lot of those things and unlocking those, putting away those fake barriers that we all put around our brains yeah. uh, and, and kind of lock ourselves into it. And that sort of dovetailing into the, into the corporate training aspect of this is another, is another thing that we believe is, uh, has utility in the corporate realm. There are a lot of problems that corporations run into uh, communication issues, trust issues, team building issues, working together, breaking down barriers between each other, working through difficult and conflicting situations that professional wrestling, you have to hit head on and you have to work with a partner to make it successful, the show or business successful. There's a lot of parables between those and it is very exciting uh, to try to bring that to the corporate world. So if I can boil all that down, wrestling can solve all of your problems. 
except for having free weekends. That's <laughs> one thing it won't Oh, having a family is fun. Good God. Oh, it's, yeah, that, God, if there was only, you know, that's the thing about if you work in an established place, like, oh, great. I don't have to be schlepping it every weekend to West Virginia or Pennsylvania. Now I'm up <laughs> in New York and here we go to Georgia. Like, it, that's a tough life. That's a tough road life. <laughs> Well, truly, we uh, as fans, uh, we truly appreciate the work, the drives, the, the the dedication, the sacrifices you guys make. And as far as everything you're putting together here uh, with Renaissance Rumble, um, this is truly remarkable. A, a, a new grown appreciation uh, to what you guys do um, and much success. And again, this Saturday, um, again, something's really special going over, going down over in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, because I'm getting it right this time, because it's going to come off my tongue perfectly as Mike Quackenbush presents Shakespeare in the Squared Circle, which is hosted again by the Renaissance Rumble and Chikara Pro Wrestling at the Chikara Russell Factory. Tickets are still in, st- tickets are still on sale. They're going to be in the, the, the description below. Saturday, 7 30. Tickets and are $15. It's a steal for a good wrestling show. Yes, it is, Ashley. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you guys so much for coming on the show tonight. We have Joe Grass, Joe Grasso, and Mike Martin. Um, and huge and much success for you guys in the future. We really appreciate it. It no means doubt. a lot to us. And no thanks doubt. for and- thanks for having us on this such a great podcast. No doubt, and we we, we got to do it again. Um, we'll, we like I was uh I was telling Mike earlier, uh, we're gonna try to do this in person next time. Um, yeah. maybe maybe we can uh so we can get some of that personality to flourish on this on the on the behind in front of the camera. So uh, I definitely look forward to that. And yeah, we'll um, talk about our next show, check off in the squared circle. Seagull <laughs> 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 really lends itself, Uncle Vanya, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Next will be Isbin in the ring. The dog's house will be there. It'll be great. Well, again, everybody, thanks for tuning in tonight and uh, stay tuned. We have more exclusive stuff coming your way. Peace out. <laughs>